Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the age of Jeremy. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Follow me on Instagram at age of Jeremy. I am the leader in business, investing, taxes, gaming, and well, anything I choose to learn, I choose to share that with you. You can also check me out on TikTok at age of Jeremy and Twitter at age of Jeremy Q. If you want to be on this podcast and chat, just hit me on the DMs somewhere like Twitter. I hang out on there a lot. I was just there on the Twitter spaces with Collecty Labs. So if you don't know about Twitter spaces, you need to, and you need to be on it, especially if you are a creator. It is dope. Just remember, I will never DM you first, ever, 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 ever. I have a ridiculous amount of scammers, so never listen to me if I DM you on social media platforms. Only a week and a half left to get your 2022 Freedom Conference tickets. They are available virtually. Um, well, it is available virtually, so you should be there. There is a link to the uh, event in my bio where you can purchase your ticket. It is a wealth-building conference. Coach JV will be talking about mindset. Porter Shumway will be talking about insurance and how to grow your wealth and insurance vehicles. Crypto Influencer Bearable Bull will be live streamed in and talking about crypto. Jordan Harry will be speaking about speed learning. He will also be emceeing the event, so you don't want to miss that. We will also have our technical analysis team and crypto research team there hosting panels. And I think that's it. Let's get this show on the road. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You are listening to Age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm the co-founder of Age of Radio and 3T Fitness, and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. I have a special guest today, Jinx Cosplay. Her real name is Jessica, and I have known her since I was in seventh or eighth grade. She went on an amazing adventure after high school to Dubai, but she is now back living in Arizona, and she is a cosplayer, and she has been a cosplayer for a very long time. We actually had a band together when we were in eighth grade and into high school. She has an amazing voice, and she is very, very creative. That is one of the things I'm trying to get more of on this show, our creators. If you want to kill someone, take away their ability to create, so ABC always be creating. I also love listening to creators talk about what it is they create and Jinx creates costumes. She loves to make them and wear them and she often wears them at conventions. She also loves all things geek, including video games and sharing her techniques about cosplay. You can check out her website. So check out her website at www.jinxcosplay.com. That's www.jinxcosplay.com. And links to her socials are in the episode description. Here's my conversation with Jessica, a.k.a. Jinx. Enjoy. Hi, Jessica. How are you? 
Hey, good. How are you doing, Jeremy? I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for rushing home to be on this with me. <laughs> I really appreciate it. No problem. Cool. So um, did you have a fun day, busy day at work? You know, I never have a structured day, which is good and bad. It's a little bit more of a blessing than it is a curse. So yeah, I, I kind of get up whenever I want. Not really, but today I got up whenever I wanted and went and had lunch with the office that I'm that I rarely go to. Oh, nice! <laughs> but but I love these guys, so I always go and have lunch with them because it was my um my boss's birthday there. Oh, my that's boss, cool. Yassif's. How yeah, long, and how, then how long have you been doing that with the real estate? So it's kind of funny. I'll, I'll try and be quick with what I actually do. I work for a couple different entities. Um, one of the main ones is the nonprofit. It's a real estate nonprofit group that um, it they promote home ownership, uh, sustainable home ownership in the AAPI community. And from that organization, there's a couple of founding members that I work for as well. Um, so he's actually an architect. Um, oh, so it was, cool. yeah. So I actually, um, help him out, you know, and, uh, the other one's a realtor. So that's kind of where I started getting into real estate. So I've been with them for about three years. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you for sharing yeah. that. I know that that's not why you're here <laughs> to talk <laughs> okay. about, I mean, to talk about real estate. I mean, I guess we do talk about business stuff. So real estate is, you know, beneficial. Right. Yeah. It's like, you gotta, you gotta fund your passions. <laughs> right. Right. But one of the things that I'm really trying to focus on in this specific, in the age of Jeremy show or podcast is kind of having creators come on and kind of talk about, you know, the, their processes of what they create and how they create things and how they got into the things that they create. Um, just because with, all of the things that I do, um, especially with our 3T Warrior Academy and with Coach JV, my business partner, one of the things that we found out that is like people really lose themselves when they're not creating. Like if you want to kill someone, you stop them from being able to create the things that they enjoy creating. And that's like one of the biggest things that, that you know, I've taken away over this last year in my own life about creating stuff. And so that's why I kind of want to have more creators on this um, podcast. And so to that, to that point, um, you do <laughs> cosplay. Yes. Is that accurate? It's <laughs> very accurate. So, You're on it today. <laughs> I guess, I guess, um, I guess for people that don't know what cosplay is, because it's a very, because like most of the times when I think of cosplay, I just think of like animated care and like anime characters or Japanese mm -hmm. animation characters or maybe video game characters. But, you know, if you could just kind of explain what cosplay is for people that may not know what it is. Yeah, I actually run a uh, history of cosplay uh, panel at events. So oh, I'll give so you a cool. quick rundown, a quick rundown. Um, so essentially cosplay watered down is like costume play, which is kind of like Halloween on steroids, I guess you could say, <laughs> right. um, or Halloween all year round. Um, it was, you know, there's debate on whether where it started. People think it's a Japanese uh, hobby, but it was just popularized by the Japanese. If we go all the way back, it actually started at a sci-fi convention in the U.S. in the four, uh, 40s, I believe it was. Um, so nowadays it, it can be really anything. It's basically like, I guess you could say like embodying a character. Um, so, cause nowadays a lot of people can buy their costumes. They can do what we call closet or casual cosplays, which are kind of just, you know, something you pull out of your closet that that character might wear, or you still have the people that go full on creator mode. They will sew or build, you know, armor and props. Um, right. and, we wear them around conventions and events. And of course, there's costume contests. Um, so that's kind of why I say it's Halloween on steroids. A lot of cosplayers get started through Halloween. So right. so that, so it know. doesn't have to be like a video game. It can literally be anything that yeah, you're willing these days, to put a costume on and kind of act that out or be that. 
Right. Yeah. Nowadays, it's literally anything, Um, you know, it's and again, I I defined it as embodying a character because it's not just making a costume or wearing a costume or, you know, taking pictures. It's really evolved a lot, especially in the last 10 years. Yeah. And so you've been doing it a very long time because I feel like you did it even when we were in high school. So people that don't know, we went to high school together <laughs> and junior high together, actually. Well, even if they don't know, we were in a band together. And we were in a band together, <laughs> yes. Which is odd because every once in a while, I'll get like a, like, I'll get a thought in my head. And I was like, I should start a band with Jessica and just call her <laughs> up and do it. You know, just because I feel like even though I'm 38 now and I'm, and I still feel like I'm in a place now where I have the ability and the funds to just kind of make music now where that was what made it difficult when we were younger because we didn't have any money and you had to go to a studio then. And now costs have gone down drastically on stuff. So it'd be like so easy to make an album now, you know, and be able to, to get it going and making it. But you know, it's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny that you say that. I mean, I was thinking the same thing. I remember we could barely meet up for rehearsals (laughs) because even, even the four of us, because there were four of us, we were so involved in extracurricular stuff in school, like theater and, you know, band and stuff. Um, But same thing with cosplay. Yes. I started cosplay in 2001 when I was 17. So that was my last year of high school. And it's this, I have the same feeling actually, because people are like, well, you know, are you still going to be cosplaying in 20 years, which now I'm on year 22 or 21. So yes, I will be. Um, But yeah, it's, I have the same feeling. I feel like now I have the discipline, the time, well, not always the time, but I can make the time, the funds and the experience and the skill. I mean, I clearly have grown in skill, you know, over 20 years, I would hope that I did. And so as a 38 year old as well, I'm thinking I'm going to do even more with cosplay. So I'm on the same. Yeah. Which is so awesome because I think that that's one of the things that when I was growing up that I was always like fearful of is that you would stop. And then that's the reason why I want to do this, because I did actually do this as I grew up. I stopped doing the things that I enjoyed doing when I was younger. Right. Where you have stayed with that passion, you know, for the 21 years, which is phenomenal. So do you see a lot of new people coming into cosplay like or is it people that are started when they were, you know, that they're more towards your age or is it just a variety of people or. You know, it's so funny that you say that I was I, okay. So, so I'll be honest, like I did take a couple years break, right. um, between, you know, when I was changing careers, I moved overseas. So I took like a four year break. Um, but that was me moving overseas and kind of getting my feet, you know, uh, on the ground. Um, but the, as far as cosplay in the last 20 years, I would say that people that started back when I started, there's not many. Um, there are some that have monetized and made something great out of it, like Yaya Han. If if you don't, if you're not familiar with cosplay, she's basically like the most popular person in cosplay. Um, she's actually monetized. She works with you know pattern companies and, and fabric companies. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, but um, as far as people joining now, I think it's first of all, you were you used to not to be able to buy ready-made costumes. Um, even Spirit Halloween, which for those of you outside the US, it's like a Halloween costume chain. They have licensed costumes from video games, anime, you know, and they didn't used to have that before. It used to be the generic cheerleader or the generic nurse, but now you can go and you can buy costumes from Overwatch and Fallout and um, Fortnite. Yeah. So it, and, and of course those are all geared towards Halloween, but it's kind of a really great stepping stone for people just trying cosplay. Um, Because 
when you when you put on a nurse's outfit, we don't really count it as cosplay because there's not really a specific character that you're embodying. But right? if you were if you were embodying a character that was a nurse that had like if you were like Night Nurse from Marvel or something, then it would right. be more cosplay rather than just being that a would nurse. be cosplay. Right. Yes, but just a nurse or just a devil is something we more reserved for like Halloween. Um, but when you start going into actually named characters um, or even your own original characters is where you know cosplay kind of follows. And so when people can go buy their cosplay costumes. Um, it definitely opens the doors for more people of all skill types, you know, all ages to become a cosplayer. Um, back when I started in 2001, it was kind of frowned upon to like buy your costumes, even if you bought it from a commissioner, from someone else who made it. Right. Um, it was always more noble or so we thought that you make your own stuff, um, which back then it, you kind of had to anyway. I mean, there were only like right, five different types of wigs. Right. Yeah. You couldn't even buy like, you know, even the costume world was so limited. You know, there was like three types of wigs and eight colors and that was it. Um, so nowadays they you can buy wigs already styled in specific characters. Um, pretty much they have costumes out before, you know, even a series or a new video game is dropped. Um, and I think that makes it easier for people that, you know, are not necessarily skilled in sewing or, or skilled in crafting right. armor. And that is, that was so limiting before. And now it's so much more accessible. Well, so, so, to, so before I get to a kind of a follow-up question to that, how do you get, so I've seen you do all kinds of stuff, you know, when I look at your Instagram for characters, but where do you get your inspiration for your characters on what you're going to do? It's changed over the years. And, yeah. um, when I first started cosplaying, um, so I'm a Filipina, like I've got the tan skin, the dark hair, big nose, you know, Asian eyes. <laughs> so it, it was, it was kind of a, a internal thing for me that I felt I had to cosplay who I actually looked like. Um, there wasn't really anyone out there saying this. And of course, nowadays there still are those internet trolls that, you know, are like, oh, you're too big, small, to whatever, to be character, that character. Yeah. Right. Um, so that was something internally that I had to work with, not only in cosplay, but also as a you know woman growing up in America. Um, but nowadays I actually have managed to break through pretty much all of those barriers. And when I choose characters there, now there's so many reasons I choose characters. Sometimes I don't even have a reason and I just want to cosplay with my friends. Right. <laughs> so for me, it's, it used to be just the creating and then the photos, but nowadays it's more about the experience for me as a much older cosplayer than the ones that have just started now in their teens and early twenties. Um, I'm all for making a costume of a character. I have no idea who they are. If that means I can be with my group of friends right. also in the same and it's group. So funny. In the same, it's yeah. weird that you mentioned that because even now where I'm at in my life, I would, I don't care so much about like, I don't know, nuanced things with certain things. Like I just want to be able to be with the people that I care about and do yeah. the fun thing. And it doesn't matter <laughs> just because I'm with that person. I wonder if that just has to do with getting older. <laughs> yeah, Good point. I don't know because like I never used to buy pre-made costumes. It just was a personal thing. Right. I didn't hold it against anybody that did, but I did not buy my first pre-made costume until 2019. Um, and that was because three of my friends were putting together a group. If you've ever heard of um, the KDA pop stars from the game League of Legends, yep. 
I don't play, but I was in love with this music video. And they were like, hey, we need an Evelyn. And I was like, oh, okay. And I bought the costume because I was like, this is short notice. I don't want to spend time or money on it. Right. And it was one of the most funnest experiences I ever had because being with three of my closest cosplay friends and just going, it was so much fun. Right. It, it's, it has more meaning to it or it's, I guess, more fun or something along those lines. Definitely. But yeah, yeah. I've noticed that a lot about the stuff that I do now too. Like I, I know like when I was, when I was younger and as I mentioned with the music stuff with the band that we were in and then the bands that I was in with other people it was always about like, okay, this is what I want to do for a career. I want to do this so I can have money because I enjoy this and I want, but it was more focus on like that money. Now I don't really care if it makes any money. It's more about like just doing it and doing it with people that I enjoy doing it with. Absolutely. So, uh, so when you, so as far as the design piece goes, you have to like, did you know how to do the building of the costume prior of getting into cosplay? Or did you have to learn all that stuff because you got into cosplay? So my mom, um, she actually was taught how to sew by her mom. So, you know, I, learned from her. She would sew all of our costumes and everything. And I went to conventions at an early age. And I think it was 1996 that we went to the San Diego Comic-Con International, which is huge now. It's always been the biggest event. Um, And we saw people dressing up. And I told my mom, like, that looks cool. I want to do it. She was so on board. And she was brilliant. Like, I could show her picture and she could take like three different patterns or draft her own pattern and make it together. So when I started cosplay, I was pretty much just focused on like sewing, um, sewing and uh, stitching, they call it in that category. Um, So I learned how to do stitching from my mom. um, And of course, a lot of trial and error because there's no specific patterns for at the time was not for Sailor Moon costumes, for example. There are now, (laughs) but back then there wasn't. And when we go like, you know, later in my cosplay career, I started learning how to make armor and props. And that was a lot of trial and error and learning from other people like, Again, I say there's no like cosplay 101 book, but there probably will be soon (laughs) because there's so many cosplay books now. But there's no like one resource where you can go like you can't go to the community college and take a psychology class. You know, like there's nothing like that for cosplay. Um, So the more people shared on the Internet and with the public, um, you know, the more you can learn. And and I like to do the same thing as well. Um, I feel like it's it's probably one of the few hobbies that can only like survive if it's been shared throughout the community. Right. So that's pretty much how I learned all a lot of my stuff. So then if people don't, so for now, for right now, are there resources where people can go to learn how to get into, because you said there's no like cosplay book 101, right? Or cosplay 101 (laughs) course, but are there places where people can go to learn more about and learn how to do it that you would like recommend to people? So actually, so I, if this, interview was a few years ago then I would could truthfully say that there was no cosplay course but right. apparently there are now really that's really yes cool. I was like what the com- someone told me the community college had a course where they kind of touched on a couple different things and I'm like why am I not the teacher right. like, I want to do that that's what I you should be doing you should yes. reach out to them and be like I can teach this type of class right yeah. so there actually are a lot more resources now um I'd say probably 10 years ago it was mostly YouTube videos and um um, instructables, which are online, um, how to's. Right. Um, but nowadays there's books, there's, um, lots of like downloadable content, exclusive content from other creators that are quite popular. Um, there's cosplay patterns that some are licensed. So, you know, you can get an actual character or some are 
modeled after popular characters that, you know, are there for your benefit. Um, there's even cosplay specific fabrics, which is what Yaya Han does. She, she has a lot of really interesting, detailed and intricate fabric stuff that she has always said that she couldn't find when she was creating stuff. Is she like the um, only person that has that type of thing going on? Or are there other, are there other cosplayers that have like their own fabrics line or things like that? So she's the only one with her own fabrics line. Um, There are other cosplayers that have other deals with patterns, um, other craft supplies. Um, There's and and the thing about cosplay, it encompasses much more than just sewing. I mean, it's so broad. I feel like we have to be, you know, like Renaissance men and women to be able to do everything if if you want to be like a cosplay master. For example, there's um, a great channel called Evil Ted on YouTube. He's been around for quite some time and he does a lot of like foam crafting, resin, that sort of thing. And he has his own line of cosplay tools at Michael's. Um, So it's not, yeah, so it's not just sewing, um, but that's where everyone thinks of Thinks of right. Obviously, yeah, but that's it's what expanded. I would, that's what I thought. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's what people think of. So that's, that's yeah. really cool. So there's so many resources that people want to start. I mean, it's maybe it's even overwhelming. <laughs> right, right. So and so when you're so to create a so like when you think of like creating your own cosplay outfit or creating your own, you know, the stuff for your character to embody them, like a lot of creativity has to go into that, right? And so do you ever find yourself getting, you know, blocked on how to do something to get something accomplished? Or do you come into like creativity block when you're designing your stuff for your character or anything along those lines? Or have you had that happen? Oh, God, I wouldn't be a cosplayer if I said no. (laughs) Um, Yeah, absolutely. There's and there's, again, a multitude of reasons why I would make a costume. Um, Usually. I give my, you know, I have a deadline of an event or a competition um, and that can get stressful. I think all creatives understand how having the pressure to complete something can kind of drain your creativity. Uh, right. Because you have to get it done by a certain time. Yeah, because you, you have to have get it to done. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times it depends. Um, let's say that it's just an outfit I want to plan to wear to an event. Um I, for some reason, always have this problem of getting it started because once I'm past the pattern cutting and everything, I just fly. Everything just flies by. But usually what I do is I'll buy the fabric and the pattern. And it kind of just sits on a stack on my on my table <laughs> for days. And I'm like walking by it like, oh, man, it's less <laughs> than three weeks before the event. And then it's two weeks. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I doing? <laughs> um <laughs> So that used to be pretty difficult. The motivation really was just more like desperation. Um, But I do have to say that COVID has changed that completely. Um, You know, with with no events coming up, because that's a huge part of cosplay is wearing it out in public. With no events coming up, I kind of started just making outfits with no deadline. Um, And that really helped, actually, with my motivation in the long run. Um, I can't say that, you know, I'm always now perfectly you know, planned out, but it has definitely helped. And I kind of am now just making things all the time. That's cool. So yeah, the motivation's improved. So when you, when you go out to like an event or an expo, you said earlier, I think you said that you actually talk about the history of cosplay at events. Is that, so do you, do you like go there and like, are you, whenever you go to an expo, I guess, do you, are you always trying to be on a panel or do you sometimes just go for fun and dress up or like, what is your, like, what is your reason to be going to the events now as a cosplayer that you've been doing it for so long? So I kind of look at my cosplay life in like two different, like 
timelines or seasons or chapters, however people want to put it, or two like editions, edition one and edition two. Um, I would say like during edition one was more about the fun, going to the events. Um, you know, I was in my 20s as well. And I would always have to go to California to go to events. And I just wanted to wear costumes and play around and right. have fun. Um, nowadays, I'd say in my second or third edition, I really love to share knowledge um, because I have done it for a long time and I do know a lot of interesting techniques because in the you know beginning we had to do some interesting things. Um, and so that's kind of where panels come in and doing, you know, our talk show, the talk show that we do every week. Um, I do have to attribute it to one of my good cosplay friends. Her name is Sam or Thermo Cosplay. Um, she had, she'd been doing panels and she invited me to do one. And then from then on, I'm just like, okay, Sam, what panels am I in? <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of like, I kind of joke all the time. Like Sam assigns me a character and Sam assigns me a panel again, because now it's more important to me as the experience and the time I spend with friends. Um, but so events when I go is definitely to share knowledge um, show off my costume and, um, just be, you know, see what the community is doing. Yeah. Uh, definitely not, I'm not big on competition, which is funny because I've won some big awards. <laughs> <laughs> What's your biggest uh, award I, that you've won? Um, I won best in show at game on expo 2018. Oh, that's cool. Or er, wait, no, sorry. Not best. Not, not that one. Best in show at Tucson Comic Con uh, 2019. Oh, that's so I, cool. Yeah. And I won, I won best masters at Game on Expo, which was the first one I competed in. When you do um, your Zoom show, because you do your show on through YouTube live or do you we record actually, it? We use something called StreamYard. Oh, so and, you use StreamYard. Okay. Yeah. You know StreamYard. Yeah, yeah we so use we it actually, for one of our shows. Yeah. Yeah. So we stream to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch all at once. Oh, so, nice. Nice. Yeah. So do, do the reason why I brought that up was because then do you like put your trophies and stuff in the background that you've won? <laughs> so when you're doing it, people can see it. Okay. So I do it in my cosplay room and <laughs> yes, my trophies are in the background, <laughs> but that's because they're on a shelf. shelf in the back. <laughs> right, right, right. It's not that you <laughs> did that specifically on purpose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and I wouldn't compete anymore if it wasn't for my friends. Like I don't like to compete as a solo, I, but I have done. But you prefer to do um, it in like a team or a group competition? Oh yeah, like if someone wants to do a group, I'm like, let's go, let's do it. That's some of the most fun I've had ever at events were just competing in groups. Um, but if someone was like, you should take this as a solo, you know, entrance, I'm usually not down with it. I'm very impatient. When it comes to stuff like this, I'm very impatient. I don't like sitting around and waiting right. during the event yeah. and just like all this other stuff. Uh, but if I'm there for a group, I'm definitely going to put my all in because I want to be being a part of that group is a great experience. Yeah. So for, yeah. so before we talk about the show that you have more and a little bit more, what is your, what has been your favorite character that you've done for as yourself? And then what was the favorite team character group that you guys did? Oh my gosh. Like how much time do we have left on this podcast? <laughs> we have as much time as you want, as much time as you're willing to talk. I'm, I'm willing to listen. <laughs> I, because I mean, I can't narrow it down to just one, but I'll try and pick. Well, what, a few. Okay, so what are some of your favorites that you've done that stand out to you? Like, I really enjoyed doing that character or right. these characters or whatever. So one of the obvious ones is Moana. The, so it's uh, so Disney. funny that you mentioned that because that's one of my favorite ones that you've done. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah and, and you know, it's funny is like. Um, so if you if you're not familiar with a princess company, they basically supply princess actors um, and superhero actors for kids. Oh, parties. that's right. You used to do that, or still do that. Yeah. Do you still do well, that? I just or... retired. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I so I remember retired. that you did that. Yeah. 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 
So, yeah. So I always used to think like, wow, I wish I could do that because I've got a background in acting, but I don't look like any of the princesses. Again, this comes from, you know, my whole self-image thing that I had as a Filipino American woman. Um, So when Moana came out, of course, everyone's like, oh, my God, you look just like Moana. Um, Sorry, that's my cat. (laughs) (laughs) The the listeners can't see the cat tail in front of the mic, so I apologize. Maybe Um, you can put the cat tail on the mic and they can hear Um, so that was an interesting foray into a new world, you know, princessing, you know, I like kids. Um, so it was pretty natural thing to do. Um, but as a cosplayer, you know, Moana became a passion of mine. I I did three different Moana characters, um, of hers. So that was definitely one of my favorite experiences because whenever I'm in Moana, people are just so shocked at how much I look like her and the kids, of course, even if they're at, you know, a cosplay event, I still make sure that. I am believable enough for them. Right. Yeah. So kids think it's a blast. And That's cool. I, I completely handmade all of my Moana costumes, which I'm really proud of. And one of them did win um, an award at the Phoenix Fan Fusion. So that's one of my memorable ones. Another memorable one is Chen Li from Street Fighter because oh, yeah, I, I grew the, I yeah I grew up show. playing video games. Street Fighter was my first one, and Chen Li was my first character, and I did this one only the last couple of years and and she's always popular i don't think i'll ever get rid of that costume because everybody loves chun Lee. that's really so. cool yeah yeah so do yeah. you um so how about as a group like because you said you do sometimes with like partnering up with people and you're all part of a team or yes so project. i've done yeah i've done quite a i've done quite a few groups now but one my most memorable experience i'll do this um it's not like my most memorable costume because i barely made it but i was invited by um, some new cosplay friends. So when I moved back into the US, I didn't know any cosplay friends. So right. I was invited by this group when they met me in my Moana costume. They said, hey, we're going to WonderCon, which is in um, LA, and we're going to enter the masquerade as the muses from Hercules. Oh, that's and they cool. said, do you want to be a muse? And I'm like, yeah, why not? So I made part of the costume mostly because of time. You know, I helped with this and that. And one of the members choreographed the whole thing and it was all these edits and it was the most fun I ever had on stage. That is so it was cool. So much fun. We won most humorous that year, which I'm surprised. I'm like, really? You were that funny? Um <laughs> You're like, I don't remember being that funny up there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was so good. And I was like the most minorest of characters. Like, you know, you I'm yeah. pretty sure no one can even name name the character that I was, but I can't even name any of them. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mine was Melpamine, and people just loved it. They had such a blast watching us, and I got to know those people, those new cosplay friends so well, and it was it's one of my most favorite experiences. And again, it didn't matter that we won or that I handmade everything or, you know. It was just the experience and doing it with those people. So are any of them part of your show? Because I want to talk about your YouTube show that you have. So. Tell me about the show. Like, what's the name of it? How often does it come out? What do you guys do on it? Um, yeah. So it's called Cost Talk Live. And um, it actually spawned from the pandemic. Um, I did do Twitch streaming um, a couple years ago playing video games. I'd always wanted to do some sort of cosplay talk show. Um, finally, when we were meeting up to do some practicing for a competition, COVID hit. And then every, everyone was on lockdown. And I was seeing my cosplay friends weekly. And then we were not seeing each other at all and did, had no idea when we would see each other. Um, so, yeah, one of my friends that I met in the Hercules group, um, her name is Liz. She goes by Ambrose Cosplay. She was one of our original hosts. She's still with us. 
And Sam, again, Thermo Cosplay is the other host. And we started it because we were like, we're not doing anything with cosplay. You know, us old schoolers, we pretty much wear and make our outfits in public. And, you know, people are seeing a lot of like TikTok stuff now that kind of all grew with the pandemic. Um, A lot of people that cosplay now do a lot of just home shoots, which, you know, wasn't really a popular thing back then. So when we started this show, we were just like, um, we just want to talk about cosplay and maybe some other people do too. So we just started recording. We went through a couple different, um, you know, uh, programs. We tried Zoom, we tried Discord, we tried, you know, we used OBS and finally we settled on StreamYard. Um, and we just decided we'll just keep talking. We did add on a few more regular hosts and then we do have uh, some regular guests as well as new guests, you know, that contact us just to come on the show. And we try and make every episode um have a special or unique topic. Um, sometimes we'll have the guest on that can help cover that topic, or sometimes it's just us, the original hosts, and we do like Q and A's or ask me anything. And we've gotten such great response. Um, actually, Anime Next is an East Coast con in New Jersey, and they were doing um, a virtual con, and they were, you know, asking for presenters. So I was like, okay, why not? I submitted. And we streamed for four hours for them straight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How we you, actually. How, okay. So how long is your show normally? One hour. One hour. And so does it yeah. come out on a regular time every week? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's, it's on Sundays at 12 noon, 12 Pacific or mountain standard. Okay. Um, so then how did yeah. you manage four hours? Like, what did you talk about for four <laughs> hours? Right. So, you know, they had given us a time again, because they're East coast and we were West coast. We were kind of like, Oh, you know, we want to be able to still cover our normal slot time so that our regular viewers don't you know miss out so they were like okay well we just ask that you at least stream for these three hours so we, that's why we extended it to four um sam and i were kind of the main brains of the show so her and i got together we decided on a topic for each hour so each hour would be like a separate episode we even have different guests on so it wouldn't be too bore you know too yeah, repetitive yeah. and we kind of cheated a little bit because if you don't know, cosplay takes a long time to get into. So we did our first hour as getting into cosplay. So we actually showed up on camera without makeup. Oh, that's a really <laughs> great idea. Yep. That's and cool. so Sam was painting herself pink because she was um, a character from Steven Universe. Um, so another one was putting on horns. So we actually made a show out of that. Um that's and because cool. we were up at like 9 a.m. and we we're like, man, we're going to have to get up at like 6 to put makeup on. Oh so, yeah, we kind of cheated a little bit. And then, of course, we had some popular topics and different guests on. Um, and then that was it. I was surprised. Sam and I kind of had this agreement that like, hey, if you need time away, I will take care of the show and vice versa. And actually, her and I stayed on the whole time. With bathroom breaks, of course. Right, I was going to say. Really <laughs> With time. bathroom breaks. So it was a great experience. And, you know, I'm just interested in in growing Cost Talk Live. One of our hosts is in um, the Pacific Northwest. Um, so we're trying to get a lot more exposure. And we're actually going to Seattle for SakuraCon um, the weekend of April 15th. So we're going to be taking Cost Talk Live there, too. Oh, that's next week, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, I don't know when you're releasing this. So. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's a good. That's a good. No, I appreciate. No, no, no. no. I appreciate you put saying yeah. the the date, but I was just like, oh, that's like next week. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, so thank you. <laughs> um, so then, so then, the fi- couple final questions. What what's the, what was what has been the hardest part of you for being a creator in cosplay? I think this is pretty universal, but time and money. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I guess that's yeah. all. That's all hobbies or creative endeavors, I, I suppose. I would say other than that, because cosplay is a very expensive hobby. Other than that, I would probably say um, like skill limitations um, because, you know, like there's so many different techniques and skills needed in cosplay that there are cosplays that I had put off for years because I felt I wasn't at the right skill level or had the right skill. And, you know, now I do. And there's still other things out there that, I guess not, they're not stopping me, but they're slowing me down. Um, for example, 3D printing. I actually just got a 3D printer. Oh, and that's so cool. that's kind of, yeah. So my obstacle now is learning how to use it because I am having some problems. So, but I know that it can take my cosplay to another level that, you know, I started with sewing and now I'm 3D printing. So other than the usual time and money, I would say it's, you know, these kind of lack of skills or techniques that, but, I then have to spend time. But to do you learn. think that that makes it that makes hobbies really more interesting? I guess because like you get to learn this new thing. Like I know that like it's not like it, it's more time that you have to learn it, and it like slows the process. But in the end, it takes your process to the next level, right? So like oh, for yeah. instance, like when I'm you know messing around with photography or learning different digital audio workstations or anything like there, it, that even though there is that stuff that you have to learn, that kind of makes a lot of it fun because that's kind of the journey. And you're constantly learning. Oh, yeah. It's fun, but it's still an obstacle. Oh, no, it's a you huge know? obstacle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, still, yeah, like, yeah. You know, there's cosplays I want to make. For example, there's a dream cosplay I have that would require vacuum form plastic. Um, I don't know what vacuum form plastic vacuum is, form but it plastic. sounds intense. Essentially, so. it's... it's <laughs> if you know what, like, stormtrooper costumes are made, yeah, like, uh-huh, they, yeah. that's kind of... They use that technique, vacuum form plastic, to make, um, you know, these armors out of fiberglass and other kinds of uh. plastic materials. As you can see, that that takes a lot of space. Uh, takes a lot of energy and power. Um, you know, I've heard of people like blowing out fuses and stuff using these oh machines. And of course, you need to have the vacuum form machine. So there's things like that where it, that's an obstacle for me. Doesn't mean I'm not going to get there. Right. No, no, but- absolutely. But like, so yeah, I do agree that they're obstacles. I mean, I guess my the the main thing that I was like kind of getting as that also adds to the cool part about being involved with something Mm -hmm. like, you know, with this, all the cool things that you get to learn along the way, even though they are obstacles, obviously. Yeah. I think maybe what you're trying to ask is like, what's a hardship or something or something. Oh, no, 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 no. I think you, you answered it right. I was just, I was just thinking about that and adding to it that like, that like that. Yeah. These are hard things, but like when you look at back at them, like you learned this new thing also is more of what I was getting at. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you answered it what I was asking. <laughs> so, um, so where can people find you on? So in social media, so where do yeah. well, so where do people go to watch the show? You said YouTube live, Facebook live, Instagram live, uh, Twitch, Twitch, so, live, yeah. Twitch. Yes. Twitch, Instagram yep. and YouTube. We do have Instagram, but we 
stream on Facebook. Got so it. we okay. stream. Yep. So we stream live on Facebook, uh, Twitch and YouTube, and you can find us all there. Cost talk live. That's all one word. Um, we have, so it's YouTube forward slash cost talk live, Facebook forward slash cost talk live and twitch.tv forward slash cost talk live. We're also on Instagram cost talk live. Um, and we have a website that one is, I don't know why it's different, but it's cause talk dash live.com. Okay. Do you guys do other like blogs on there too? Or is it just the video or like what's content on your website? Yeah, so far it's just video and um, like our member bios. We do have plans for something more. Um, So it's a placeholder. Just, you know, keep an eye out for that. Um, And then as far as me personally, I go by Jinx Cosplay. Um, I have a website, jinxcosplay.com. But on social media, you can find me at at the Jinx Cosplay um, on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and Instagram. Perfect. And TikTok, but I'm not really on TikTok Perfect. much. TikTok's really fun. You should do t- more TikTok. <laughs> it's, I, you know, sometimes I tell myself I'm too old. I just don't have enough, like, that- focus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I what know. I hear a lot from people, too. But, like, like it, TikTok's actually probably... Well, now that Instagram has Reels... Reels is really mm-hmm. fun to do, but TikTok. I've been doing Reels. Yeah, Reels yeah. is fun to do. I mean, Reels, I think, is better software personally, but you can do. So they have their pluses and minus. Like TikTok overall, I think, might be better, but Reels has some really intricate things that you can use with the actual built-in Reels software. So, Well, I think also the added thing is that it's built into Instagram. Yeah. So, you know, it's like with TikTok, it's strictly just the TikTok videos and the algorithms are completely different. I know people talk about algorithms all the time. I don't really know what they mean, but, you know, <laughs> it's like I already have my Instagram followers. So it just makes sense for me to just grow on reels. Yeah. So, yeah. so and I'll put yeah. the I'll get um, all of the links in the episode description so people can go and click on there and find you and yeah, join awesome. you and do awesome stuff. So thank you. <laughs> Is there anything yeah. that you wanted to add? Um, We kind of talked about it off. Mike, so I just want to touch on it. Yes, yes, the show. Yes, tell me, tell me about that. Yeah. So without giving, well, I guess it's you know giving kind of stuff away. I mean, there's really no way to hide it. But you know, I I do. um, I am in the works of producing hopefully Arizona's first cosplay specific convention. Um, I have had it in my mind for a while. And this is another thing where, you know, several years ago is like, there's no way, how could I ever do this? And, you know, with age and confidence, maybe I guess <laughs> I'm now like, I can do this. Um, so that's kind of what I have in the horizon. And that's kind of where the whole real estate fuels my passion thing right. comes into play. Yeah. So yeah, because my passion is events and cosplay and sharing that knowledge and wealth with so everybody. So there's not so. a cosplay event in, in Arizona. Like, is there... Because it's always probably combined with comics. Right. There's no, I mean, there's smaller events like yeah. meetups and photo shoots and right, stuff like right. that. But like a, big, a good big conference, there's not. Yes. Or there's cosplay focused panels, events, and contests at bigger events like Phoenix Fan Fusion, which is just a generic kind of pop culture right. thing, or even anime conventions like Sabo and, you know, the like. But there's nothing that really just highlights and focuses on cosplayers. And, you know, I, I hope to give this event, you know, an avenue for all different kinds of cosplayers of all ages, of all genres. And, you know, one day I imagine it being a big four day event where each day is a different genre and there's yeah. five different contests where people can, you know, either they made their costume or not. Yeah. Everyone feels included. So and that's kind of my goal. One of the things that I like about conferences 
um, or workshops. So it'd be kind of cool. Cause then if you have like a four day event, you could probably have like lots of cool workshops for people to learn about co- how to do certain things with cosplay. And then that kind of also becomes a resource for people to learn how to get involved with cosplay and do the things that they may not otherwise be able to have a hands-on time to work on them. Yes, absolutely. There is um, an event called Costume College, which is kind of like that very hands-on, lots of uh, workshop panels. And that's kind of what I kind of want to model it after. Um, Obviously, it's going to be more pop culture focused than um, Costume Con, which is a little more like historical um, and the like. Uh, but yeah, this kind of event, I would like to have more workshops at one day. I mean, we're going to start small, well, yeah, but yeah. yeah, but Sam and I would do these kind of workshops at um, conventions and we were always limited to time yep. to space. So sometimes they wouldn't have a room that had, you know, a projector screen or, you know, didn't have a kind of setup that we could do a workshop where people could do like a take and make. And this is where I think the cosplay focus convention comes into play is that, you know, we can make this catered to people that want to learn how to make. Um, and that's one of the big parts of it. Of course, it's there to showcase cosplayers, but it also, yeah, like you said, is going to be a resource for people who don't either have the funds to buy their own materials or they don't even know where to get it or YouTube videos just aren't for them. Right. They can go in person and actually do an experience. And, you know, some people learn better that way. And that's kind of another way that we want to make it more cosplay focused. So I actually thought of two, two, well, one is, so first question, (laughs) are you going to be doing this? Do you know what city you're going to be trying to do this in in Arizona or you haven't got that far yet? Yes, Chandler. You're going to be doing it in Chandler. Nice. Yeah. Do you have like the spot that you're thinking about? Yes. I do. Okay, cool. Is it big? You don't have to tell me Um, what it is because you're working on it, but like, it's like, is it a good, I mean, it'll be a cool size to do it. It's it's more like a banquet hall size. Oh, Um, that's still pretty good. Think of like a hotel conference type room, um, but it's not in a hotel. Um, Yeah, we're going to start small. (laughs) Well, no, obviously. And just starting is the best, the first step, right? Like you have to start to get anywhere. Right. Even if we just have one workshop and one panel and one contest, like, you know, I know one day that will be something huge. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. So the last, the other question that I thought of, so you're married. Yes. So does your husband ever do cosplay with you? Like, do you do (laughs) like things together or is he doesn't have that interest or. So it's so funny because he's, he's kind of a geek too. Like he plays video games, but he's not so much into it as I am. So of course, like revealing this to him when we were first dating was, it's always going to be awkward, but he accepts it. <laughs> he thinks it's really cool that I create stuff. Um, I did manage to get him into one costume, and then he won't get into any more after that, which is so confusing to me because the one costume I got him in was Bob from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> yep, because we had yeah, the whole family. And you did Linda, right? Yep, I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another one of those experiences where it's like, I, cause I cosplayed with my cousins, you know, and we had so much fun and that was in Dubai and we were so popular because I'm never sure what is popular in Dubai. Yeah. Um, but we were recognized all over the place and I keep telling him, I'm going to make you another costume. Um, and you're going to wear it because it would be rude <laughs> not to wear a costume made by your wife. Right. <laughs> He's going <laughs> like, to have to do be, it. That's be so a jerk, cool. Right. <laughs> so he's definitely supportive. Um, he's not, passionate about it as I am, but we'll, we'll get him in another costume. I'm sure we will. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you again so much for taking time out of your day to do this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All oh, right, and well. I would like to say to oh, yeah. your listeners, um, if you 
are one of those that are like, I don't know how to start. Send me a message. Send me a PM. I love helping out new cosplayers. I have assimilated some of my friends and family into cosplay. <laughs> so I'm always happy to, you know, give some starter advice. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Oh. I appreciate it. And we will talk to you later, Jessica. Thank you so much, Jeremy. So, yeah. Bye. That does it for the show. Remember to check out Jinx at www.jinxcosplay.com. That's www.jinxcosplay.com. And if you want to check out Jinx socials, links are in the episode description. Remember, be thankful, grateful, and kind. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.